Imagine an aligned approach to the art of coaching, a perspective that blends both coaching and business mastery, all while honoring your vision, your values, and your intuition. Welcome to the Coach with Clarity podcast. I'm Lee McDonough, an ICF credentialed coach, former therapist, and mentor for intuitive coaches and healers. I'll be your guide as you cultivate both the skill set and the mindset needed to transform your clients' lives and your own. Are you ready to be a coach with clarity? Then let's go. Well, hi there, friend. Welcome back to the Coach with Clarity podcast. My name is Lee McDonough. I'm your host, and we are continuing our second look at some of the foundational episodes of the Coach with Clarity podcast. I went way back in the archives, back to March and April of 2020, where I rediscovered what I called then the Getting Started series. I went back and re-listened to all of those episodes, which is a very surreal experience. Let me just say, if any of you are podcasters, go back and listen to your very first shows. It is both humbling, but it's also rewarding. Because as I listened to these early episodes, I realized just how strong they were and that the content in these episodes is still true even today. And I think that's the truth when it comes to solid business fundamentals. With technology, with advancements, we may change the way we implement and apply these concepts. The concepts themselves are still strong. And that's why we are revisiting these episodes in this Back to Basics series. And this week, we are taking a look at exactly what you need to do in order to create your coaching offer. I share what I was taught to do, which aligned with conventional wisdom, and is actually what I do not recommend you do today. And I take a very different approach, which you will hear about in this upcoming episode. And then we'll take a look at nuts and bolts. How do you do this? What are some of the questions you'll want to ask yourself And some of the things you'll want to consider as you are putting together your coaching offer. And then as part of the Back to Basics series, I am going to come back on at the end and talk a little bit about what I might have done differently were I to re-record this episode right now in 2023. So it's kind of a fun way to share what's working and also provide a little more insight as to maybe what I might update or change. Now, one of the things that I talk about at the very beginning of the episode is the Coach with Clarity Facebook group, which, my friends, is no longer in existence. I know it's disappointing, and we've got some thoughts about how we can continue to promote community among listeners. But even though it says, go check out the Coach with Clarity Facebook community, full disclosure, that community is no longer active. But if you have any questions, if there's anything you want to share, your insights, your aha moments from today's episode, I would still love to hear them. So come find me over on Instagram at Coach with Clarity, or if you prefer email, shoot me an email at info at coachwithclarity.com and let me know what resonates with you from today's episode. All right, with that, let's get into exploring what you need to consider as you are creating your coaching offer. Well, hey, friend, it's time for another episode of the Coach with Clarity podcast. I'm your host, Lee Shea McDonough, and this episode is a juicy one. We are going to explore the steps you need to take in order to create a coaching offer 
for your ideal clients. So this episode is the next one in our Getting Started series. We've been spending a lot of time really exploring how to start coaching, how to connect with your ideal clients. Now we are going to look at what you can create as an offer so that they can start working with you in a paid capacity. So in today's show, I am going to start by sharing with you what I was taught to do and what is maybe a traditional way of approaching the creation of a coaching offer. And then I'm going to suggest that you approach it differently. I'm going to take conventional wisdom and turn it on its head a little bit. Because actually, I think conventional wisdom has it backwards. I think it has a start with step two or three instead of what I think should be step one. So I'm going to walk you through what I was taught, and then I'm going to present a different way of viewing the process of creating a coaching offer. I can't wait to hear what you think of this episode. If you are not already a member of the Coach with Clarity podcast Facebook group, you're going to want to join because we will continue the discussion over there. So head to coachwithclarity.com slash Facebook group, and that's where you can request to join and then engage in the discussion. All right, so let's get started. When I was a coaching student and completing my coach training program, there was a brief module on how to create coaching packages. And what I found was that Almost all of the focus was on the logistics and the structure of the package. So I was encouraged to think about the specifics of what I would be offering my clients. How many sessions would be in the package? How long would each session be? What bonuses or additional add-ons might I add? So I was taught to approach the creation of a coaching offer from what I now call a benefits perspective. So when we talk about benefits, we are talking about the tangible things that a client receives when they sign on with you. So they receive a certain number of coaching sessions or a certain amount of time. They receive maybe unlimited email access or review of any written materials they create. These are the benefits that a client receives from working with you. So a lot of people start here when they are conceptualizing their coaching offer. And just to take it a step further, not only was I encouraged to start here, but I was encouraged to do this three times. And some of you may be familiar with this approach. I think somewhere in some sort of consumer psychology study, people found that when you have three offers the majority of people will choose the middle offer. So that's why you might see tall, grande, and venti at Starbucks. And I'm willing to bet that Starbucks sells more grande drinks because it's the middle option of the three. Well, that same consumer psychology is often applied when it comes to creating packages. And that's what I was taught. I was taught to have three different packages that I would offer a client and to make sure that the package that I really wanted them to choose was that middle package. So for example, if I wanted to work with a client for three months, my middle package would be three months. My first package would be maybe six weeks. And my third package would be six months. So again, I've got six weeks, three months, six months, and most people will probably choose that middle package. So again, we are coming at this from very much a quantitative 
benefits-oriented perspective. We are really anchored and almost exclusively focused on the tangible items that we are providing our clients. So this is where I started. And it's really funny when I go back and I look at some of the flyers and promotional materials that I created back in 2016 when I was first starting my coaching practice. Oh my gosh, I cannot tell you how much time I spent creating these cleverly named packages. So I had the chart your course package and I had the discover your purpose package and all of these really fancy names to describe three different packages, three different price points. Of course, each package as it went up in price, you got a little more with it. So again, we're just adding more benefits on. And I have to tell you that did not work for me at all. People did not care about the cute names that I had for my packages. Really, what they wanted to know was whether or not I could help them achieve their goals and what it would look like to work together. So let me just pause for a moment and say that if you have done this, if you have started from a place of, okay, how many times am I going to meet with my client? How long are we going to meet? And what assessments or tools or books or bonuses can I add? If you have approached creating your coaching offer from this perspective, you haven't done anything wrong. You have followed conventional wisdom and you have done what so many of us have done. We have started with the what instead of starting with the how. And so you're not behind. In fact, you've already done some legwork that I'm going to recommend other people do later. So think of it more as a jumpstart. But in your case, we're going to need to go back to the beginning. Instead of starting with logistics and structure, I want you to start with your client's journey. And so if you're listening and you've not yet created a coaching offer, then I'm going to ask you to start at what I recommend is step one. And that is a results-oriented approach that centers your client's journey. So everything that I've described up until now, the traditional way of doing things, that is what I call the benefits-oriented approach, where we center our offer around the what of what we provide. The frequency of meeting, the number of sessions, the duration of sessions, and so forth. That is the benefits-oriented approach. I am going to ask you to take a results-oriented approach, and that means getting crystal clear on your client's journey. And we've talked a little bit about this in previous episodes. I want you to really have a solid understanding of where your client is now. What does their present day look like? What's working for them? What's not working for them? What have they already tried in order to solve the problem that they perceive? What are they hoping for? What are they fearful of? Really get into your client's world. I want you to know them inside and out and to really know their present day struggles and their present day desires. Once you know that, then I want you to think about their ideal future. What do they dream of? What do they want to create in their businesses, in their relationships, in their lives? What really matters to them? So we're creating what I've referred to before as this before and after picture, where the before picture is them now in today's moment, and the after picture is where they aspire to be. And then as the coach, you are the guide that gets them from before to after, from point A to point B. 
And so as the coach, I want you to ask yourself, what do they need in order to make that journey? So again, we are coming at this from a very different perspective. We are not starting with number of sessions and length of time spent and averaging a price based on an hourly rate. We're not there yet. We are still anchoring our services and our offer in the client's journey and what they need most so that we know if what they want is a thriving business or a healthier lifestyle or a better relationship with their kids, we know the ideal end result and then we can work backwards. We can create an offer that has that end goal in mind from the beginning. So coming at it from a results-oriented perspective really shifts everything. And there's two huge benefits to starting from this results-oriented perspective. First and foremost, this will help you so much when it comes time to market your offer. A lot of times I see coaches go out there and when they talk about the coaching they provide, again, they're focused on the benefits. They talk about, oh, I work with my clients for six months and we meet every other week for 90 minutes and there's an assessment that I give them and, and it's just information overload. And while at some point the client is going to want to know how often do we meet and how long do we meet for, that's not what's driving their decision whether or not to work with you. What's driving the decision is whether or not they see you as a means to an end, whether they believe that you are in a position to guide them from where they are now to where they want to be in the future. And that's why moving away from a benefits-oriented approach and towards a results-oriented approach will help you when it comes time to share what you have to offer with people. Because if they know that you understand what they're struggling with now and where they want to be in the future, then they are going to feel deeply connected to you because they know that you understand them, you get them. And then they're going to trust that through coaching with you, you're going to help them achieve the results that they want. Again, it's all about results. So first, this is going to help you with marketing. But the second way that this is going to help you, and I think this is going to resonate for a lot of you out there, is that when we start with the results and we really look at our client's journey and we allow that to inform the creation of our coaching offer, we are keeping the client at the center. We are centering the client in our work. And this approach is very aligned with the values that I'm sure many of you hold. You want a coach because you value being of service to others. You value self-improvement and supporting others in their process of self-improvement. You value integrity and honesty. And so it feels good to center our work in the client. And yes, of course, as coaches, we want to make sure that we have a business that supports us and sustains us. And we do need to make sure that when we are setting rates for our services, we're doing so in a way that allows us to build our businesses, support our families, and live a fulfilling life. And we're going to talk more about setting rates in next week's episode. But for those of us who really describe ourselves as intuitive, heart-centered coaches, it feels really good to know we can support ourselves financially and be in alignment with our values because we are keeping the client at the center of the work that we do and everything else just follows from there. 
So again, when we take a results-oriented approach, when we anchor our offer in the client's journey from now to the future, then we are in alignment with our values, we make it easier on ourselves to market our services, and we create a strong foundation from which we can then move into a logistic framework and think, okay, in order for my client to achieve what they most want, this is what the package needs to look like in order for them to work towards their vision of their ideal future. We are going to need to spend six months together, or we are going to need a four hour deep dive session, whatever it looks like for your clients, you get to determine that. But again, it's rooted in the results, not the benefits. Okay, so hopefully you have a really good understanding of a benefits-oriented approach versus a results-oriented approach to creating a coaching offer, and you're all in on starting from that results framework. Again, once you know your client's journey and you understand your role in that journey, you can then structure your coaching offer and consider the logistics knowing that it is serving the client and will ultimately get them what they want through the coaching relationship. Now, some of you may be listening right now and thinking, okay, Lee, this sounds great in theory, but how do I actually apply this? I'm just starting out. I'm just putting myself out there as a coach. What if I don't know what my client wants? Or what if I don't know how long it's going to take for them to reach those goals? Those are great questions. So first and foremost, if you aren't sure what your client really wants, then ask them. This is where having some conversations with your ideal clients to learn more about who they are, what they're struggling with, and what they really want can be really helpful. And so I generally recommend to connect with three, five, maybe eight people at most that have qualities of your ideal client and sit down and have a conversation with them one-on-one. And again, the goal of this conversation is not to convert them into a client. The goal of this conversation is really more market research. You're asking them to share 10 or 15 minutes of their time and to answer some carefully crafted questions that will give you greater insight into what your ideal client is experiencing, what they want, and how you can serve them. So a little bit of market research can really help you ensure that you have a solid understanding of your client's needs, and then you can meet those needs with your services. Now, what if you feel really confident in who your client is and what they want and what they need and what they're struggling with and all of that? You feel really good about that, but you're still not exactly sure what a reasonable period of time is for the client to experience the desired change that they want. Well, I have a couple thoughts on that. First and foremost, I'm willing to bet that most of you listening have a lot in common with your ideal client. In fact, for many of you, your ideal client may be a younger version of yourself. And if that's the case, then you can also be your own case study. You can look at what you went through, what you learned, how long things took you, and you can take that information and let it inform the decisions you make around the duration of your coaching offer and how you work together. I would also encourage you to pay attention to your intuition. You have a deep inner wisdom. And I'm curious if you get quiet for a moment and you connect with that inner wisdom, 
What comes up for you? Do you have a sense of what would best serve your client? Do you have a sense of what would have served you earlier in your journey if you had been working with a coach? So again, I want you to do your market research, connect with your ideal clients, examine your own experience. All of these external data points are important for you to consider. And I want you to marry those with your inner wisdom, to pay attention to that internal compass and the guidance that you're receiving from your intuition. Because when we bring these both together, when we merge the external data with the internal knowing, then we are on solid ground for making a decision. There's another option that I want to share with you if you're uncertain what the coaching package should look like or how long you should work with a client. I'm going to suggest that you let your client tell you. So let's say that you are meeting with a potential client. They're interested in working with you. And all of a sudden we get to the point where you're starting to talk about what you offer and what it looks like. It's so tempting to go into benefits mode. But instead, let's stay in results mode and let's keep the client at the center. Get curious and ask some questions. Ask the client what their goals are. Ask the client, at what point in your life would you like to have achieved this? Allow the client to start to establish a timeline and then work backwards from that. So if you know that your client's goal is to build a healthy, profitable business and they are really lacking a solid marketing strategy and they doubt their ability to really put themselves out there and get clients, well, this is a lot of really helpful data because now you're hearing that they need some strategy support, but there are also some mindset blocks going on here. And so you can kind of engage with the client and have them set an end goal. By what date would you like to achieve this? And if they say, you know what, I would really love to have a solid marketing strategy that I'm implementing and I'm getting clients within the next three months. Well, then maybe it would be fun to partner with the client and create a package just for them. That's three months. So especially for those of you who are just starting out, I would encourage you to approach this almost like you are co-creating the coaching offer with your client. And there is nothing wrong with that. In fact, I think there's a lot of benefit to creating things as you go. It makes the client feel heard and honored because you are so clearly tailoring a package that's just for them. And through the process, you are going to learn so much about whether this time frame works, what works, what doesn't. And that's the other piece that I want to leave you with. When it comes to creating your coaching offer, especially when you're first starting out, I encourage you to think of this like the first phase in a grand experiment. So you've set the hypothesis that in three months of working with this client, you will be able to achieve A, B, and C. Well, that's a great hypothesis, and now it's time to test it. And at the end of three months, if you discover that, hey, we accomplished A, B, and C, then excellent, you've confirmed your hypothesis, and you can continue to offer that coaching package with some confidence that this will meet your client's needs. And if you get to the end of three months and you realize, oh, we were only able to accomplish A, well, now you know that three months is insufficient. And so you can either restructure the offer so that in three months you will get to point A, or you add more time. And in six months, you can get to points A, B, and C. 
And I want to share with you that this is exactly what happened to me in my coaching practice. Early on, I agreed to work with clients for a three-month period. And at the end of three months, I found that we were making solid progress, but we were nowhere near achieving what they really wanted. We were on our way, but we needed more time. Three months simply wasn't enough. And so that's when I decided that when I worked with my private coaching clients, it would be for six month engagements. And I got some pushback from people saying, well, I don't know if I can make a six month commitment. And that just seems like a long time. And so I would validate their concerns and say, yeah, six months is a significant investment energetically. And in terms of time, I get that. But I also know from working with clients in the past that most people need at least six months to accomplish this. And in the past, when I've tried to do it in three months or when my clients have rushed through it, it hasn't worked. And here's why. And I would not be able to speak to my potential clients from that place of knowing had I not had the experience of providing a coaching package in a time frame that didn't work. So that data was incredibly informative and helped me shape my coaching packages moving forward. That's why I want you to think about this as an experiment and it's a hypothesis that you're testing. And no matter the results, you are going to gain valuable information that will inform how you create your coaching packages moving forward. I now know that I work with my clients for six months because I know that's the time required to build the businesses they want, to overcome the mindset blocks that keep them stuck, and to get them on a solid path so that they can move forward and create the future of their dreams. And who wouldn't want that, right? So I just want to close by saying, don't let not knowing stop you. It's okay to say, I don't know for sure what my clients really need. I haven't done this yet. Yeah, you don't know because you haven't done it yet. And if you wait to start until you know, then you will be waiting a long time. If you don't start, you will never know. So be gentle with yourself. Be compassionate with yourself. Keep your client's experience at the center. Partner with them to create a package that's going to serve them. And no matter the outcome, treat it as data, and allow it to inform your decisions moving forward. Wow, we have covered a lot so far. We have walked through what I was taught as the traditional way of creating a coaching offer. I've asked you to rethink that strategy and come at it from more of a results-oriented approach than a benefits-oriented approach. We've talked about what to do if maybe you're not exactly sure what your offer should consist of. And what it all comes down to is keeping your client's journey at the center of everything you create for them. As long as you keep your client at the center and you're checking in with your clients to see what they want, what they need, and how it's working for them, then you are on the right path to developing the offer that is best suited for them. Well, hello. Welcome back. It's 2023, Lee, speaking to you. And I hope you enjoyed that episode all about creating your coaching offer. When I went back and listened to it, I was pretty pleased actually with how relevant the information I presented in 2020 still is today. I am still very much about taking a results-oriented approach to developing your coaching offer. 
again, it's not that the benefits aren't important. They are, they matter. But I think the key point is that your potential client will not be selecting you based on how many sessions they get or how long they work with you. They are going to choose you based on whether or not you really understand what they're experiencing and the extent to which they believe you can help them achieve their goal. And I think that is one thing that if I were to re-record this episode today in 2023, I think I would focus more on crafting an offer that directly addresses the challenge or obstacle or problem that your client is facing. And this is something where I see a lot of coaches struggle with really naming the chief dilemma that their ideal clients are facing. I struggle with this too, because admittedly, I like to take a solutions-oriented, positive approach to my work. I don't really want to focus on problems, challenges, obstacles, struggles. But the fact is, if your clients are coming to you because they need your help with something, it's typically because they're having a problem or a concern or an issue that they are not able to solve on their own. So before you start crafting your coaching offer, I would strongly encourage you to make sure you are 100% clear on the main problem or dilemma your client is facing, and then make sure that when you take a results-oriented approach to creating your offer, you are directly answering or addressing the problem your client is experiencing. It's pretty simple. Just ask yourself, what problem does this offer solve? And to what extent does this match up with the problems that my clients are having? And if you're not sure, again, this is where the technique of having conversations with people who possess some of the qualities and traits of your ideal clients can be so helpful. You really want to hear from people you could potentially serve around what they are experiencing, what's not working, where their challenges are, because then you can make sure your coaching offer addresses that. I have worked with clients in the past who skipped that step and who went straight into developing a coaching offer and trying to market it, and they didn't understand why they weren't having success or why people weren't interested. Well, it's because they didn't do their market research and they didn't accurately define the problem or concern that their clients were facing. And so they created this offer that didn't really address what their clients needed. So I strongly recommend that you do that little bit of homework, talk to potential clients, talk to friends and colleagues who may not be appropriate to be a client, but who are similar enough to the people you want to serve that they can provide you with that insight and that feedback. When you anchor your coaching offer in the needs of your ideal clients, they are far more likely to say yes when you extend the offer to them. Now, in that episode, I talked about how next week we would be looking at pricing. Well, it won't be next week, but I can tell you that in two weeks, we will be taking another look at my episode all about pricing your coaching offer. So you won't want to miss it. I know a lot of people have questions regarding pricing. So we are going to dive into that on the next episode. And to make sure you don't miss it, go ahead and subscribe now 
to the Coach with Clarity podcast, you should be able to do that on whatever platform you use to listen to your shows. Just click follow or subscribe or the little plus sign, whatever it looks like. And then the next episode and all future episodes of the Coach with Clarity podcast will automatically show up in your feed so you will never miss a show. All right, my friend, that's it for this week. But I will see you next time when we dive into pricing your coaching offer. And until then, my name is Lisha McDonough, reminding you to get out there and show the world what it means to be a coach with clarity. Thanks for listening to the Coach with Clarity podcast. Be sure to visit coachwithclarity.com for detailed show notes and bonus material just for podcast listeners. Did you enjoy today's podcast? If so, then I invite you to check out the Coach with Clarity membership program exclusively for intuitive coaches ready to master both the business and the craft of coaching. You'll discover monthly hot seat coaching calls, Q&A sessions, and guest expert trainings, as well as the most supportive and innovative community of coaches out there. If you're ready to take your coaching to the next level, then you're ready for the Coach with Clarity membership. Learn more at coachwithclarity.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you know a coach who could use a little clarity in their work and life, then please share this episode with them. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Coach with Clarity podcast. Until then, go show the world what it means to be a coach with clarity.